0: Good afternoon, fellow cigar passionados and passionatas. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale Studios. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. It's always entertaining, always unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course, at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. Today we're smoking the Nicaraguan Diadema by Davidoff, and I am joined by Mr. Jonathan again from the Cigar Authority. That's right. Thanks for having me. And again. special guest and frequent frequent uh, audience member of uh, the Ashholes, Aaron Noonan. Hello. Hello. It's nice to be on the side
1: of the table. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it, doesn't goodness. it look
2: better from on this side?
1: Eh. No. <laughs> no?
0: Yeah. No? No? All right. Just it's checking. all right. You know. Very good. Again, I'm the only guy without any facial hair in this whole picture.
2: Yeah, we're going to have to work on that, Dan. Well. Stop shaving, buddy.
0: Well, I could do that. It's, uh, my beard is not... The, it. it well, let's put it this way. A few years back... In my church's um, passion play, I got the part of Jesus. I was probably the only fat white Jesus that you've ever (laughs) seen on stage. With short hair. And I grew a beard for like four or five months. And you could not see it from 10 feet away. They had to color my beard in order to see it. It was pathetic. So after that, it all came off. And that was that. I looked like a rat. A mangy rat.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. What have you been doing this week, Jonathan?
2: Uh, well, this week we had uh, an interesting show. Yeah. We had <coughs> – David had made a prediction back in 2015 shortly follow, shortly after the uh, Rafael Nadal's version of Romeo came out, the mm-hmm. uh, Aging Room Romeo. And David had made a prediction back then that – Rafael Liddell would take a job as an executive with Altatus, USA, mm. and it appears that that prediction has come to fruition. Uh, and if really? you'd like to listen to that show, uh, we interview Raphael and his partner Hank mm-hmm. about the distribution deal that they inked with Altatus, and uh, it's a fascinating interview, I think, uh, also the first time that we've been successful at using Skype <laughs> on the show ever.
0: That looked really good. I watched that part of the show.
2: Uh, we were able to get the, make the multi-camera thing work, and uh, mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was pretty cool. That's awesome. So uh, that's one thing that we had. The other thing we discussed was uh, how overhumidification and underhumidification affects your cigar by the taste. Mm. So we found what well, we thought going into the experiment was that underhumidified, and, and I had the cigars at a 41%, I believe. At that percentage, that the cigars would taste okay and be smokable and be okay and be fine. Mm -hmm. And then at 80%, I think it was 82 to be exact, those cigars would be unsmokable and very bitter and ammoniated. And we were only right about half of it. Okay. How so? Over-humidified cigars are disgusting. But (laughs) under-humidified cigars are untastable. Really? The flavors were so muted... Hmm. On the under humidified one, that you you could only taste your last puff from the over humidified one. So I mean, even and if you let the over humidified one sit for too long, it went out. So you really neither was good.
1: Lose lose. Hmm. It was a
2: lose lose proposition. Then we smoked that same cigar at between sixty five and seventy percent, and it was perfect. Uh, We smoked the bourbon barrel aged habano uh, Connecticut from Mm -hmm. Perdomo, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite. Connecticut cigars anyways it's sure. in my regular rotation so you know
0: what it's supposed to taste like when it's when it's yes. taken care and of and right? when
2: it is not not humidified properly up or down it is really unsmokable and this is why you should have a humidor it's why you should keep up with your humidor but right. i did learn how difficult it is to dry cigars out this time of year
0: hmm. you can't <laughs> just
2: the first yeah. couple of days i left them on the on the table up there yeah. and i just Started to let them dry out, and they just would not dry out. The, so I bring a hygrometer in, and I set it on the table, and it's 60% humidity, which is perfectly fine. Right. So I had to find ways of drying them out further. I tried a hairdryer with them in a box, and I ran the hairdryer for a half an hour on low, far away, just to blow dry air over them. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get down to 50%, 52%. So I finally put them in the fridge uh-huh. in an open bag, and... I got the temperature down to 39 degrees and I, in the refrigerator, it was 21% humidity and I was able to pull them out right at that 41%. And the way I tested them was I just put them in a bag with the hygrometer, sealed it for about an hour, let the temperature all get, get solid. Sure. So if I was getting an accurate temperature reading inside the bag, I made the assumption that I was getting an accurate humidity reading okay. and it took about an hour to, for the temperature to be right
0: yep.
2: and about an hour for the humidity to read right. And that's how I got to the 41%. Mm. So it was interesting. It was an interesting day, interesting show. That's uh, sound interesting. Great interview. I highly recommend you go back and, uh, and watch that show. And that one w- is worth watching because we did have the Skype interview so you could see Raphael and Hank in their office shortly yeah. after power washing their building. <laughs> <laughs> the That's fantastic. The wonders of small business. Got a little
1: flash of leg too out of that too. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Showing the shorts. <laughs> yeah, you did.
0: Well, let me tell you, this week we're smoking – the uh, Davidoff Nicaraguan diadema, and um, uh, everybody's heard of Davidoff. Davidoff is, you know, synonymous with the good life, and, uh, you know, they have a very long history. You know, um, back in 1911, the Davidoff family uh, fled from Russia during World War I, uh, where it would be uh, present-day Ukraine, to Switzerland, uh, his parents opened up a tobacco shop there, and at the age of 19, in 1924, Zeno Davidoff, who's really the, the brains and the brawn behind Davidoff as we understand it today, traveled to South America to learn about tobacco. And he was all over the place down there and ended up in Cuba and um, brought back a whole bunch of knowledge about how to do it, grow it, and um, uh, blend and everything And um, he uh, ended up in the 40s. He he invented the first uh, desktop humidor, right? Yeah,
2: in the 40s he invented the desktop humidor and believed that cigars, Davidoff cigars, were perfect as they were. Right. So he was particular about the wood that the boxes were made out of, always neutral woods. Hmm. And the humidors had to be made out of neutral wood and then sealed on the inside. So not only would you not get any flavor exchange, mm-hmm. but you would not get any humidification exchange from the wood to the cigars.
0: Now, what is neutral wood? Like, what are some examples of
2: the kind um, of wood he would use? Mahogany is a mahogany. neutral wood. You, you want to stay away from something like uh, cedar. You always hear the word yeah. cedar thrown around, Spanish cedar especially, right. which is an aromatic cedar. Right. And cedar has benefits as far as deterring the natural pests that afflict tobacco, but the unintended consequence of storing your cigars in cedar is they start to take on a cedary flavor. Right Now, some cigars that works well with. Padron, for example, they're sh- sold and shipped in cedar boxes. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of bug issues with Padrones Correct. because the bugs want nothing to do with the cedar. Right, That's a cigar that ages well in cedar. Um, Byron, Atabay, mm-hmm. there's cedar all inside the jars and inside the, the boxes and cedar shavings mm-hmm. inside those new Byron Elegantes. Mm-hmm. So, that cigar, those cigars work well with cedar. Bandolero works well with cedar. Davidoff doesn't, and it, it's, it's a little milder. And now that it's made in the Dominican Republic, which I, I don't know if you're going into that, um, Zeno Davidoff eventually realizes that Cuba is making an inferior product uh, right around the 1980s. Right. And he fires Cuba, puts all the cigars out in his parking lot, sets them ablaze. <laughs> so if you can find a Cuban Davidoff right now, big money. 100, $125 money. a cigar, and Zeno Davidoff believed that they weren't that good. He just didn't want them on the market. He meets Hendrik Kellner in the Dominican Republic. They strike up a friendship, and to this day, Henke Kellner makes Davidoff cigars, although Davidoff now owns Tabadon, which is Henke's factory. Right. But their, their relationship started back in the 80s when uh, he fired Cuba.
3: Right, right.
0: And in 1991, he moved his operation to the Dominican Republic. And the rest is kind of history. And, you know, we're smoking the uh, Nicaraguan. It's a whole series in Davidoff's uh, uh, big line of cigars. And from their own website, they describe the Nicaraguan series as uh, like this. And this is a quote right from their site. This elegant shape is the continuation of the Nicaraguan journey. The beautiful Davidoff Nicaragua diadema. Uh, provide, provides from the beginning a complex and balanced smoking experience, offering sweet and salty stimulation with some leather notes and a long aftertaste. The new format is aligned with the other Nicaragua cigars in the line regarding the bittersweet taste experience and the peppery and spicy characteristics typical of a Nicaraguan. This came out in 2014 and it's a 6.5 by 50, basically, it's a Salomon size. Yep. Okay, and the wrapper is a Nicaraguan Habano uh, Rosado. The binder is a Nicaraguan uh, Jalapa. And then the filler is a Nicaraguan Condega uh, Esteli, and I can't pronounce that.
2: Ometepe. Omatepe. okay. Ometepe tobacco tends to have a, uh, for lack of better phrasing, it's a muddy or mm-hmm. dirty taste to it by itself. When added into a blend it adds an earthy component mm-hmm. to the smoke which you certainly can pick up on this. Right.
1: You picking up any flavor notes over there, Aaron? I did on the cold dried. Got a real like milk chocolate, you know, Hershey's milk chocolate. Yes. Cuz it wasn't like a rich mm-hmm. milk chocolate, mm-hmm. it was just like your run-of-the-mill Hershey's milk chocolate. Sure. But uh, you know, not getting anything I can pull out on the, you know, the early, the first third, but you know, it's coming along.
2: I'm uh, I'm I get some sweet, smoky barbecue notes mm-hmm. right off the bat. Um, I'm picking up some of that earth from that Oma Tempe tobacco. tobacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very subtle spice. its I, I wouldn't say that this is a spice, spicy cigar, really. No. Very subtle, very balanced. It, it is the best one. This size is the best one in the line. And it's not always the case. Typically, you find the Toro is the best in most lines because mm-hmm. the blender will start at the Toro and then blend for the other sizes. But in the case of the Diadema, they nailed it. Mm. They nailed it.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's a really nice uh, pepper to this on the retro. Um, lots of cedar I'm getting in this, and uh, some spice. It was easy to light, um, and it's a nice even burn, pretty even burn, and a white, whitish grayish ash there. And I'm getting a little bit of salt up front here, and um, that that whole. Um, uh, spicy sour thing that they're trying for i i really get that right off the bat
2: yeah there is it there is a subtle note of uh of salt in there have you ever had smoked salt it typically mm. comes uh in with blackish or dark gray granules and uh, it's common in kind of high-end restaurants you'll ask for a Uh, salt flavoring thing, and Mm -hmm. they'll bring out five or six different salts that are infused with different things, and my Mm -hmm. favorite one's always the smoked one, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of playing into that smoky barbecue essence there. I'm getting a smoked, salty component, Mm flavor-wise. That's called dead air, boys. That's what you're... (laughs) I just spent the entire opening of the show talking. (laughs) I'm busy tasting. I'm
0: busy (laughs) tasting the cigar. Up the. Honest, honest to goodness! This is the first one I've had. You can't drop so this, this
1: revelation is. of smoke salt on us and just expect us to roll with that. <laughs> These things exist. Oh so my. my gosh! <gasps> yeah, it's 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 a very very interesting
0: flavor, and um, it's going to take me a few minutes to kind of um,
2: come up with what to say. Well, you don't have a few minutes. We only have an hour show here, buddy. Mm-hmm. You'll end up getting me yelled at for taking over. <laughs>
0: Well, that earthiness, I think, from that uh, um, Ametepe, did I get it right? Yep. Uh, tobacco, mm-hmm. I can really taste. A um, little bit of black pepper, a little bit of salt going on. Um, leather.
2: I don't get the leather at all. You don't
0: get the leather at all?
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. I never pick up on leather. You it's, never pick up, up know, on leather? I know what people are what talking about when they say go? it, but it's I don't go chewing leather, so it's like, why would it be oh, in my... You know, Rolodex of flavors. It's more of a smell. Yeah, but... So that's why I can understand when people say it, but at the same time, it's like... I think that leather is
2: a way that people describe that umami sense, that Mm -hmm. earthy component. And rather than your brain switching over to, say, a musty basement, Mm -hmm. your brain switches over and it smells a new leather couch or new upholstery in in a car. You know, that new car smell kind of thing. Um, whereas my brain tends to go toward the earthy side of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm definitely feeling it on that center of the tongue, the, where you get yeah. the umami. So. It's got a
0: very you know, interesting long finish. It's kind of this little spicy finish on the tongue. That's yeah, good. It's very nice. What else did you smoke this week,
2: Mr. Uh, J? This week I lit up the Lajiana Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't smoked in a little while, and uh, we got a new shipment in, and I always like to compare... Shipment, So uh, I wanted to give that a try. Very good. It's got a little tiny bit of sweetness to it, which is not common for a Connecticut shade cigar. You mm-hmm. tend to have a drier smoking experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has a little bit of uh, subtle sweetness. Uh, it is Honduran tobacco in the filler. So you tend to notice with Honduran tobacco that it presents with a small amount of what David calls a, the Honduran bite. And then as the cigar develops and you start creeping closer to that five-inch mark, it sweetens right up, mm-hmm. and some of my favorite cigars are Honduran cigars because of that. Once you get past the bite, very good. What about, about yourself?
1: You are, well, I smoked a one of the Fratello. It's the they have a, a limited box set. It's 5 mm-hmm. of their boxers, but it's with the. You so must have bought size. a box of cigars yep. at some point. Well, it was the the five pack. Nice, <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, I like the boxer, which you can get. I think it's uh, six by. Fifty-four, I want to say. That sounds okay. right. Yeah, sounds but yeah. then yeah. box pressed down to a fifty. Box press, yeah, pressed, yeah. Uh, which I really like. And so I tried, you know, these other batolas. Uh, I think it was a five by fifty. I, you know, I didn't know I would be on the show today, so no I'll Take notes. No worries. Um, but you know, you know, a lot of great flavors. Had a little bit more kick than the traditional boxer. You know, it's comp- you know the smaller sizes I'm finding with these this set um, have a little bit more strength, a little bit more you know body to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyable. You know, construction's always great. You know, just great smoke all around.
2: Now, when you say strength, I sometimes find that with cigars where they try to keep the blend very similar into those smaller sizes, Mm -hmm. the heat from that ember Mm -hmm. kicks the flavor up a couple of notches because the ember burns hotter. When you go to pull your normal draw through a cigar, a regular 52 ring gauge is going to draw one way, and you bring that down to a Mm box-pressed size, which may be, say, 48 at that point, you... End up heating that ember up because your regular draw is not changed necessarily on the first couple of puffs of a thinner ring gauge. So I do find that they tend to burn a little hotter, but some tobaccos work work really well with that, and I think Nicaraguan does.
1: Yeah, and and in draw, you know, the power of my draw, I pay a lot of attention to, and so I'll adjust it to the cigar I'm smoking. So I try to get that you know even temperature regardless of what the size of the. You're cigar so much is. more refined than I, I am. I pay a lot of attention to my draw. Um, and so, like, and I was noticing, you know, as I get closer to the, to the you know, final third of the the cigar, when it was heating up, that the flavor was changing and, and getting more of that, that mm. kick. So I think overall it's going to be a, you know, a fuller body cigar than your traditional Cortello. Sure. Uh, you know, and you get more flavors out of the smaller sizes than the the larger boxers.
2: Did you find the nicotine kick to be stronger as well, or it wasn't, just the flavors? It
1: wasn't a noticeable kick, uh, you know, mm. you know, notch higher, um, you know it was if it, if there was any it was you know a mild increase sure so sure. uh if you know Omar frias was said it would be a little stronger i didn't notice so much but you know it might be there for others that are as used to it awesome what about cool. you dan what
2: would you smoke
0: well i had one of those aladino toros oh and that was recommended to me i was excited about that and a great little you're not going to sell who
2: recommended it to you
0: well i was that it was, wasn't it was. It was. It was you. you jerk. It was you.
2: Oh, some I'm random so person just. to admit it. Yeah,
0: some random recommended person recommended it, and street, I tried it. I asked some homeless person what and should I smoke, delicious. and he said Aladino. So
1: good. Okay. So good.
0: You know, this great. You know, brown wrapper, nearly invisible seams. No, there weren't any real imperfections on the cigar. It was a little soft in some places, but you know, slight tooth to it. Nice dull sheen. The draw was fantastic, and it the dry draw was kind of musty. Okay. And uh, sweet, and something like nougat. That was the word that came to mind, was nougat. All right. And, I'm uh, with you? A nice straight burn, a tight white ash that just kept going. The ash on that cigarette just held really, really well. And it was, you know, salt, cinnamon, wood, mm-hmm. uh, medium bodied. Uh, the, retro, the retro to me was like a muted wasabi. All right. You won't know what that is, I know. <laughs> but you'll know what that is. Well, kind of a muted wasabi I've never have never had how do you Wasabi, s- wasabi a, that's muted. Was there a button for that? <coughs> well, it was it was it w- it, it wasn't stru- it was very rich.
1: Like if you had a but cold it wasn't, and you had wasabi? It yeah. wasn't
0: it wasn't it wasn't overly strong, but it was very rich. Yes, if that kind of makes sense. Was, yeah. And this kind of sweet nougaty or graham cracker
1: kind of finish to it. It was a great, great cigar. Oh yeah. A lot of complexity. Yep. You know, it's, there's so many different flavors you can pull out. I've mm. got to go back to it over and over again. I had one Saturday, mm. and it's one I want to revisit over and over again. Definitely.
2: So that cigar, <clears throat> we typically don't take in new products mm-hmm. this time of year, with very few exceptions, and those would be, uh, and I'm talking about a two-guy smoke shop, those would be if we already agreed to take it. For sure. example, TAA samples, sizes, uh, those will come in. But this is not really the time of year that we take in new products. So David sat down with, uh, I think it's Julio Eroa is yes. the name of the gentleman that owns it. Yep. And he gave David the sample and there he's smoking it. And David bought it because the cigar reminded him of early, early Camacho Diploma. Mm-hmm. Back when Christian Eroa was making it and mm-hmm. it was that next level of Cigar that everybody was clamoring for he, he basically sold them only by the box They they wouldn't be going out for singles Because they sold too quickly to go out for singles hmm. And that brought him right back To that cigar and he said you know what I have to have this <laughs> in the shop So I can smoke it Whenever I want right. That's why we're going to carry it if it sells it sells But we're going to have it so I can have it <laughs> And so he ge- he Brings one in for me And, and uh, I'm, I lit oh. it up And uh, I go you took on another cigar. This is not the time of year. I go through the whole thing that he would tell me yes. when I was the buyer. You know, and I'm 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 yelling at him, and I light it up. I take the first puff, and I go, "This is fantastic." When do they come in? And he goes, "That's the reaction I had. That's what I was waiting for." So, it, it, very interesting cigar, very flavorful. I've so far smoked the Toro, and I've smoked the Corona. Very similar. Mm-hmm. I think I like the Corona better. Really? Because you
0: just said the Toro is usually the best. Toro is
2: usually the best and, and in that case the, the Corona it was such a flavor bomb for such a small cigar mm-hmm. that I really I really dug it. The That's other one fantastic. I the other one I'm kinda high on right now because they just came in is the Hammer and Sickle Kalinock. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh. Now Kalanoch is a cigar that utilizes tobaccos that are cured with peat smoke. So during the curing process, it's not uncommon for factories to light fires in the nighttime to keep the temperature up so that they can cure the tobacco. Mm -hmm. So instead of using something that doesn't really uh, ash, I mean uh, smoke, they used peat in this case. And the peat sticks to the tobacco. And those tobaccos that get used for the filler, you get on the finish only in the 25% one, you get a little subtle note of smoke. But not barbecue smoke. It, it right. really is peat smoke like a peaty mm-hmm. scotch. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the 50, it starts off. And I, I was asking because I, I, as I'm smoking it, I'm like, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Yeah. I'm, I'm tasting it like it's the 25. And he goes, hang on a second. Just go another inch. So I get about an inch and a half in. And there it is. Boom. There it hit. And there, that was the 50. And you could taste that peaty smoke mm. right away, all the way through. It's outstanding. Mm-hmm. They come in twelve count tins. It's like a hundred and thirty-six dollars, one hundred thirty-five dollars for twelve. I put two aside for myself because I <laughs> I have to have them. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have them when they. I'll smoke them while they're here, and I won't touch those. Those will stay in my humidor. And right. when we run out, I'll still have them, and I'll <laughs> covet those like I do my Byron Disquinditos. Uh, and part of
0: the deal for that was to create a cigar that would go really go well with Scotch.
2: And that is, and I'll tell you. Th- Yes, that is part of the deal, but also Eric Hansen is an innovator. Mm-hmm. If he's not mm-hmm. innovating, he's not happy. Right. <laughs> so he wanted to do something that had never been done with tobacco before. He partners up with uh, Phil Zangi from Debonair Cigars mm-hmm. and because Phil is an experimenter himself, and he knows right. he can trust Phil to go through the right processes. And they work on it for a couple of years, and I think with the finished product – that they really hit a home run. It gets a thumbs up from me, both of them, the 25 and the 50. Yeah, both are fantastic. I love them both.
1: I, I heard about them earlier today, and I was excited about them, and I didn't realize it was hammer and sickle. So I've, I'm a big hammer and sickle fan. I love all their lines. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about trying those now. That's awesome. Uh, but on your point about, you know, going good with scotch, it's like what cigar doesn't go good with scotch? I mean, <laughs> these go particularly you just find well the right scotch. scotch I mean, you, get and a, you get a lefrog
0: and one, one of these uh, uh, Calanons, and it's just going to be – it, it's going to bring out the cigar. The cigar is going to bring out the scotch, that peat that's already there. It's just going to be going back and forth. It's going to be a party in
2: your mind. I often wonder when it comes to people talking about pairings if the allure of the pairing is that you have a reason to drink <laughs> while you're smoking your cigar.
1: You need a reason? No, I don't need a reason. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I, I don't. So, but I, I'm thinking I don't think very many things pair well with cigars when it comes to hard liquor. And the reason I'm going to say that is the alcohol content is offensive to the palate at first. And when you're smoking a cigar, you want to pick up the subtleties. You don't want those subtleties washed away with the the liquor. I'm not a fan of smoking necessarily with my scotch. Not that I don't, but (laughs) I'm I'm not putting a $33 cigar in my mouth while I'm drinking scotch. If I'm smoking an expensive cigar, it's to smoke the cigar and I'll have water or coffee along with it so that I don't mute those flavors. But in the case of Kalanock, it really is an unbelievable pairing Mm -hmm. with a scotch. And I think that you're better off with that 25 going with a scotch that's not peated Mm -hmm. or very lightly peated, like an Oban, for example, Mm -hmm. because you're going to really be able to pick up the smoke from the cigar Mm -hmm. with that subtlety in the scotch. When you go to the 50... That's when you're going to step it up, I think, and go with something like Lefroy, which is or um, Talisker, which are, Talisker, is very, yeah. s- very smoky, very peated, sure. or even a big peat. That one, uh, you may as well just open <laughs> up your medicine cabinet and yeah. lick every single medicinal thing because that's what that has going on. But I think that would work well with the fifty. I hear rumor that they have a seventy-five and a hundred out there somewhere. Oh yeah, which
1: I'd the like seventy-five. To get my hands on. I'm not sure. I, we'll, we'll see. To, you your, to your first point, so actually. The, when you're saying you know you don't want to change the flavor of the cigar it's like if it's, and I, I agree if it 's the first time you're having the cigar, but if it 's something that you're coming back to over and over again, I want to try it with different drinks different flavors you know change up the you know the the experience of the cigar sure sure know, make it new i 'm always about you know what's new what's mm. exciting, and so Aaron, I do you believe know, you and I could hang out, yeah, we probably could. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, remember, uh, you know, when when I was talking about the um, uh, Aladino and how long the ash was and everything, it made me look down here at at my Pastor Padron, Thou Shalt Not, uh, for the week, which, uh, you know, let's get to that. Pastor Padron, Thou Shalt Not, these are the uh, uh, cigar etiquette, social no-nos that I tell you about your life will go a whole lot better if you stop doing these dumb things do not leave the ash you dropped on the floor i see this all the time you know you'll walk through the shop and all of a sudden, there's this bomb of ash that somebody just left there on the on the floor.
2: Do you sometimes wish you could treat people like a puppy and just rub their nose in it? Just <laughs> sometimes, say, yeah, just yeah. Stop I mean, doing this. There are
0: some there are some people we know where we know where they sit because of the shape of the ash around the chair. Yeah. You know, We know that the, you know the, here's the ashtray, here's the floor. Let's do the floor. You know, it, it's not polite. It's not nice. It's messy. And you know you really should ash your cigar about every inch or so.
2: Yeah, you want to
1: depending on the cigar.
2: I understand mm. wanting to have that ash get longer mm. because it burns cooler and you hit the optimum peak of flavor right. when that ash is longer. But when it starts to bend or starts to flake a little bit, get rid of it because it's going to end up on your lap. It's going to end up on the floor. And, yep. and if you do have premature ashulation, as we call it, premature ashulation, clean up your mess. Yeah.
1: Clean it up. It does depend on the cigar, though. Because, I mean, something like a Perdomo, which is really mm-hmm. well constructed, you get two inches in before you can even ash that Absolutely. Thing. You try to go at an inch, it's going to just it mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what are you trying yeah. to do here? Yeah, you can't. You, and, and
0: that's a good point. Some cigars just seem to hold it forever. And sometimes you're trying to do that. You're trying to get the long ash. Yep. But if you're doing that, you're probably sitting. You're not walking
1: yeah. around with it. Hold that. it
0: upright. You
1: know, you do know. it so that it's not going to drop accidentally. Yeah. But if
0: you make a mess...
1: Clean it up,
2: And if you're at your local brick-and-mortar shop where you should be buying your cigars mm-hmm. uh, and you do make a mess and you can't find anything readily available, go up to the shopkeep and say, can I borrow your Dustbuster? Can I borrow your vacuum? And more than likely, I know I would, I would say, you know what, don't worry about it. I'll clean it up. I have no issue with that. But yep. at least they let you know about it right away. It's not there. Ash is the number one thing that makes the smell yep. of old, stale cigars And, you know, we empty our ashtrays 10, 15 times a day. Right. We want to keep them clean so that you don't have that stale cigar smell in the shop.
3: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Very good. Why don't we do the uh, pick of the week? All right. You want to do the pick of the week?
2: Let's do the pick of the week.
0: Pick of the week. We uh, pick somebody from Instagram every week
2: who has used the hashtag. The assholes on one of their pictures. I'm sure, it's me this week because I had a dynamite picture and I used the hashtag. No, no,
0: no, no. That was talked about last week. That was talked about last week.
2: And this week it is Russell
0: Atkins, and his uh, uh, handle on Instagram is at Burnin Sticks. B u r n i n, Sticks, and he has some great pics on there. Um, and uh, uh, Russell's doing a great job. Check him out. He's a great guy. Uh, use the hashtag, the theashholes, on your Instagram pics for your chance to be highlighted
2: on the show. Which means oh, you're boy. not going to be highlighted because I use it all the time and I don't get highlighted. We had a bet.
0: Hey. We uh, had a bet. I made it. <laughs> yep. Aaron made it. <laughs> Just saying. We had a bet, Mr. J., and that bet was that you would get a pair of boy shorts with the Ashholes logo and you would take a picture of those on the show, and that was three weeks ago. And a week went by, and I was all set to put the can on you, but Oliver schooled me on grace, me, who's written a book on forgiveness, and said, no, no, <laughs> give him another week, because he may not have gotten him yet. I said, okay, I repent, and dust and ashes. So we wait another week. Next week, though, he's like, no, you know what? He didn't keep his word, doesn't follow through on his commitment. I'm not highlighting failure on this show. So, no, we're not going to, we're not going to, No.
2: Fine. I'm not using the hashtag anymore until I find boy shorts with an, with an Ash Holes logo on it. We sell it on our site. They, they don't, don't have to look for it. They don't appear to have them in my size <laughs> is the issue. They're all smaller girl sizes, and as much as I would like to wear something snug, I just don't want to be um, crushing anything.
0: I don't think you have to worry about that, Jay. All right. Yeah.
1: And there it is. <laughs> really so
0: what what are the what are the what's the update on the cigar here? Are we getting anything new
1: uh I mean I, I, I want to say macadamia nuts Ooh, mm, macadamia yeah, nuts yeah that's it's it's one thing I can pick out of that um mm. maybe because I just had some on a cookie the other day <laughs> It could be <laughs> but um you know it's pick, picking up some flavors and so you know i don't i again I,
2: there's another nut that shares <laughs> a similarity to macadamia nuts, yes. and I'm not saying that you're wrong Aaron. If Dan had said it, it would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're our <laughs> guest. Brazil nuts.
0: Brazil nuts.
2: Now, Brazil nuts have an underlying sweetness, and they also have a bit of umami flavor to them. And that's the nut. As soon as soon When you said macadamia nuts, my brain went, oh, I'm kind of getting Brazil nuts a little bit. I I'm, And I see where you're coming with the macadamia nuts, that sweetness that yep. they're known for. Yeah, it's
1: not a strong flavor that I'm... Uh, <laughs> right, it's but, a very subtle... Just, just a reminder of it.
2: But... Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going Brazil nuts, and I'm still getting some of that sweet, smoky barbecue happening, and uh, some of that smoked salt.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm getting that. I'm almost getting some, some charred wood. I'm, getting, I'm tasting some char here. Yeah. Yes. Well,
2: that's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Not getting the char.
0: Not getting get char. the salt. I get the salt. But it is. It's kind of charry
1: aftertaste. Mm.
0: Maybe that's your barbecue thing that I'm picking it up. It could be. You know. Um, yep. But very, very good. All right. It's time for the break, guys. And coming up afterwards, we're going to announce the Asheville of the Week. And we're going to give our continuing thoughts on the Nicaraguan diadema by Davidoff. Come on back.
4: the next draw. Visit serenocigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at twoguyscigars.com.
5: It was 2010 on my 50th birthday, Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year age Connecticut Shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor.
2: Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Oh, yeah. Can you guess what this is? Oh yeah. You think you got it? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Laggiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time.
1: Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste.
2: One cigar
5: known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste.
4: The United Cigar Natural.
5: Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. Within your face flavor. United it's cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh,
2: that may be wrong. Well, I'm
5: going with it anyway. Action adventure and bromance that's right bromance united cigar available in natural or maduro
2: available only at appointed united cigar retailer shops nationwide rated d for delicious under 18 not admitted even with a parent united cigars you don't have to
3: choose smoke them both in 1848 in honor of the english poet lord byron a cigar brand named byron was first created Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, But every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year. Then, and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humid tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Alright, welcome
0: back to the Ashholes. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. And we're smoking the Nicaraguan Diadema by Davidoff. What are you thinking right now? About the cigar, I mean.
2: I haven't said this on the show before. Alright. I've said it on the Cigar Authority before. And mm-hmm. it's not a very common flavor. Mm-hmm. But there is a vegetable component that's coming in right now. Vegginess. That is very green. It's very sweet. It's Chinese pea pods. Oh, and that gosh. is what's happening <laughs> right now.
0: Chinese pea pods. Along
2: with the sweet, smoky, salty barbecue, there is now some Chinese pea pods happening. You can almost taste the crunch.
1: See, I can't you know, even disagree with you because I haven't had Chinese pods, so I can't say you're wrong. I
2: have some in the fridge after the show. I'm <laughs> no. giving you one, and then you're going to be like, yes. I can tell you
0: you're wrong. I'm not tasting pods.
2: Just because you don't oh. have the palate to be able to taste Chinese peapods in smoke doesn't mean it's not there, Dan.
0: You know, it, when people, when, oftentimes you're, you're tasting things, and you, you know, you're wondering what, what word would I use to describe this, and somebody else will say it's this, and you go, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. That's not the word I'm looking for, man. Chinese peapods is not in my experience here no. No. can't do
2: it. can't do it you're a real ash hole sometimes <laughs> mm. Dan that may be
1: true you know, but, uh, sorry, tying back a little bit to what we were saying earlier about you know the burn you know burn temperature yes uh, i'm finding that i'm liking it better by burning it hotter, so taking you know mm. more frequent puffs. Uh, It's bringing up the flavor profile. It's, you know, getting some more, you know, richness to it. Uh, I tend to more like more medium bodied, Mm -hmm. medium to full. uh, And that kind of brings it more up to my flavor profile.
0: All right. Yeah. This is definitely moving up in uh, 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 strength to me. This has gone from a medium to maybe a medium plus now. Mm -hmm. And um, I can feel the heat in my hand. Um, The cigar is definitely getting hotter. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, halfway done with this, I'm a little, I'm fast. little bit yep. faster than either yeah, of you.
2: Powering um, through that
0: thing. Powering through this thing. Uh, speaking of ash holes, let's talk about the ash Hole of the week, okay? The ash Hole of the week is Brandon Vesmar who threatened to sue his date, Crystal Cruz, for texting during the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Alright? Ta- this is in Austin, Texas. He takes this girl out. This is a first date, and they get into the theater. The movie starts. She is texting on her phone, and he finds this incredibly rude and he speaks up. I agree, and he says, this is really rude We're, you know didn't you just see the trailer that says "Don't text during the movie? Can you please go up and do that outside?" and you know she's texting her some friends of hers saying that she 's safe and they're okay on that's the date. what she's saying she's doing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And what do they think about this She guy? says, okay, <laughs> I'll go up. And, I'll, and, and so she goes out, and she never comes back. She never comes back. And so after the movie's over, because, of course, it's not worth it for him to get up and find out what happened to you his girl.
2: You said she's the asshole of the week, right? No,
0: he's the asshole of the week. All right. So far, so, he's done nothing wrong. This, so far, this is, this is okay, I can, I can kind of follow this. It, what gets him the asshole of the week is what he does next. He says, this... This was a horrible waste, not only of my time, but of my money, my hard-earned money. I spent $17.31 buying your movie ticket to see this movie, and I want my money back. And if you don't give it back to me, I'm going to take you to small claims court. That makes him the hole of the week. That and makes
1: him
2: my hero.
0: Oh, my god! He Mr. Jonathan.
1: He, he is not going to get his money back. If he, he asked her on the date, that means it's a gift, essentially. So he, he's giving her a gift of a movie, and she chose halfway through the movie, I don't want this gift anymore, which he is not going to get a cent from that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's not going to get
2: a cent from it, but I think that he has an argument that she just threw a temper tantrum, and she left because he asked her to not be rude and not text on the date and pay some attention to him and pay some attention to the movie. I don't know. I'm but not, but his argument
1: goes out the window because as far as the court's concerned, a gift is you can't get money back from that. It's, it's a But pro- if you
2: give somebody a wedding band.
1: if Here's the thing. If you give somebody a wedding band, if you do it on a holiday like Christmas or on their birthday or something like that, and they break off the engagement, they're entitled to keep that gift because it can be interpreted as a it, They're interpreted to keep, keep the ring because it's... As far as the courts are concerned, they call it a gift.
0: You know, you're really very rigid about certain things.
1: Yeah. I agree. Well, so we're, never we're, propose on Christmas, birthdays, that's or right. any gift-giving holiday. Now,
0: <laughs> she, they did actually get back together. This became a big thing, I guess, on, on Twitter or, or whatever. Got back together. That
2: was their first date. That, and no,
0: to, to hash this out. And she ended up giving him his money back and just said, please, Good. just leave me alone. And he dropped the suit. Good. So he's still my hero. You know, he never should have threatened to sue. You don't sue somebody for 17 bucks. (laughs) I would. No, no, that's just that's just ridiculous. You are not going. This guy is not going to get other women to go out with him. That is not a move that endears you to the other half of the speech. I want message.
2: to set my daughter up with him. That's how much I like this kid.
0: Your daughter will hate him.
1: It's also wasting our tax dollars because it's the, the court, you know, the, the fees, the, you know, everything that goes into, you know, running the courtroom, mm-hmm. all, everything. It's like that's some of that's coming out of our tax Can dollars. Can you imagine so, the judge saying, you're suing for $17 yeah. and It's small
2: claims court. There's, the the <clears throat> magistrate's there anyways to settle disputes like this. People do it all the time. You walk in, you plead your case, she pleads her case. <laughs> She's guilty. She has to pay the money. And she saw the writing on the wall, so she forked over the money right off the bat.
0: Well, I think she did the gracious thing. You know, it was, it was the gift. He gave it. He, you know, embarrassed her in the theater. She left. And why should she hang out with somebody like that?
2: It's Are you a snowflake? No. That, would that embarrass you in a theater if you were texting and I said, hey, you mind not texting?
0: You, don't, you Take don't that, that outside? Thing. You don't know how that's you know,
2: I'm asking you personally, Dan, would you be, I wouldn't text the, the point to me is
0: not that he got upset that she texted. The problem to me is the date didn't work. And so he says, this was so horrible. I need to take it to small claims court. That's somebody just throwing a tantrum. Yeah. That's not an adult. I think she's that a is a little answer.
1: in his yes. response. You know his how he responded to that kind of makes you think that maybe her friend, maybe she was saying she's safe to her friends because they were like, "Don't go out with this guy, he's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> and now we're saying, "Yeah, he is." <laughs> I'm not oh, saying you don't have
2: a valid point. I'm just. Playing a little bit of devil's advocate oh, there, of but course, I, yeah. I of think of course,
1: of course, I we know what
2: your
0: true feelings are, Mister Jonathan. I think
2: that she should have paid him the money back, and she did,
0: and she did, and and just so, get rid of him. That, so, that otherwise he's going to yeah. keep calling. That makes me yep. right. It was worth the twenty bucks just to get rid of him. Right?
1: Yeah, yep. I'd absolutely. pay plenty of people twenty dollars to get rid of them. Uh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, if my price is a yeah. lot higher than that, Aaron. <laughs> 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 Crap. <laughs>
0: I don't think I have that much money on me. Um. Now we. This is the second week in a row we don't have a uh, Miles with Styles and you has know,
2: she retired? Nope. Has uh, she taken that gentleman's advice and uh, decided not to do the?
0: No, not at all. You know, but the last two weeks, you know, she's been home and she's getting ready for this huge um, multi-week trip that she leaves for tomorrow. And her whole fa- her, her uh, wife and her two kids are going with her. They leave tomorrow for uh, Maldives which is a little island in the Indian Ocean for a competition. They're there for a week for that. Then they go to New Zealand for two weeks, competition there. Then Australia for two weeks, two competitions in Australia. And then there is a a week in Maine, and then it's off to New Jersey for another competition. And just all the prep work needed to get together, and it, it was just a little much. And I told her, you know, don't worry about it. She has promised that next week um, she will have one for us. She did, however, uh, know about what we were smoking this week, and and her father-in-law, who lives out there in Hawaii with her, did smoke the uh, Nicaraguan diadema, And uh, he sent in his tasting notes, and I said I'd I'd read them for him uh, on the air. And he said the first third had a nice uh, cedar and nut mix, and was enjoyable the middle was still cedar and like caramel and the end you know was cedar and had a more of a peppery kick to it he said it was very enjoyable medium bodied he would definitely get it again
2: i'm just not picking up the cedar is the only flavor note that i'm disagreeing and you said mm-hmm. cedar earlier i
0: said cedar early on yeah. i
2: don't uh, i don't pick up, up
0: that so much anymore
2: the cedar at all i'm not saying he's wrong i I'm You taste what you taste. Mm -hmm. I taste Chinese peapods. He tastes cedar. And
1: And he says macadamia nuts here, too, isn't it? Maybe. uh, Maybe I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell the difference between your your writing and typed
2: (laughs) (laughs) writing. That's awesome. All right. So coming up this week on The Cigar Authority, Mm -hmm. we have Jonathan Carney from La Florida, Minicana who's been on this show, and he's been on The Cigar Authority many times. We're going to be smoking the TAA version of uh, the LFD. Cigar, So uh, that'll be interesting uh, because it's... (laughs) That's a very strong cigar, my friend. Well, that's what I'm hearing from people. And I did smoke the TAA from last year, which Mm -hmm. came in natural and Maduro. I smoked them both. Mm -hmm. The natural was palatable for me. The Maduro was too much, too strong. And this looks even darker. And I don't want everyone to think that just because a cigar is dark that it's going to be strong. Right. But but it's not true. You consider... (laughs) You consider the maker here, it's La Florida Dominicana. Mm-hmm. their darker cigars are typically stronger. Right. So if, they, if the rest of their lines are going to be any indication of where this cigar is going to fall strength-wise, it's going to fall into full-bodied, possibly full-bodied plus. Mm-hmm. Have you smoked it yet?
0: Yes, I've had five. And is it? It's a very full-bodied cigar.
1: So there's no more halftime treats. So should we expect you and Dave to be kind of Vomiting? fuking by the second yeah, half? Yeah. yeah okay.
2: We'll have the sugar packet
1: <laughs> yeah, going.
0: You'll be, you'll
2: be eating whole
0: chocolate bars or packets
2: to right. get, get through this. And uh, we're going to hear from Dave. He just got back from the Davidoff Advisory Board. So it will be interesting to hear if he has any more conspiracy theories mm. that he'd like to spread around. Uh, because it's almost like that man has a crystal ball when it comes to the cigar industry.
1: Yeah. Well, he really uh, nailed it with uh, Raphael, didn't he? Yes, he did. But not for the reasons that he thought, and it's just happened to come out. So, it's basically, he's you know just making it happen. That's
2: <laughs> that's Raphael's story right now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because well, in in uh, I, I certainly would never accuse anybody of being untruthful, but you you've got to consider <laughs> you've got to consider uh, non disclosure yep. documents that that could have been signed. He didn't mention any that's on the true. show, but. Certain parts of certain deals wouldn't be for public knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the storyline needs to follow a certain path in order to be able to be told, I guess is the best way that I, I can put it. Right. So I don't think that he's being dishonest, but I don't think that we are hearing the whole truth just yet. Mm-hmm. And only time will tell whether or not yeah. the prediction is completely 100% accurate.
0: I would have to agree with you on that point. I am, sure, And that was a very newly signed agreement, too. I'm sure there were things that he just could not say. Yeah,
2: the yeah. ink's barely dry.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, he did say that, you know, at the time that he had the collaboration with, you know, Altatus, whatever it was. <laughs> it's Altatus, yeah. yeah, Okay, Altatis, making sure I'm not mixing up my names. Uh, he said that there wasn't, you know, a deal at that time. So I, I, I would tend to agree to, with him on that. Well, that it's, I it's, can tell it, you this. believe him, I should say.
2: A company like Altatis takes... One and a half to two years for an acquisition to happen. Mm-hmm. So timeline-wise, mm-hmm. it could be that there was no thought of it. Six months later, Going into it. things start kind of rolling down that direction yeah. and people aren't disclosing what's happening. But it also is within the realm of possibility that that was them testing Raphael's mm-hmm. cachet in the world of cigars. Is, mm. it, does he have enough geek factor to bring some new juice to Romeo and Julieta. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure at the time he was thinking, Romeo and Julieta, one of the most iconic brands in the history of cigars, and I get to attach my aging room name to it, this is going to bring new light to aging room. Right. So I'm sure that they both got something out of it. Sure. And then he also got to ink a deal at the end, which is pretty cool, Yep. I Mm. think.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I love seeing small businesses, you know, thrive <laughs> I, and I, I, I wish yeah, nothing boost, but you know? i wish nothing but success for Raphael yeah. and
2: hank uh they're great guys hard working they just finished power washing their building mm-hmm. before the call i mean they were in work clothes you know because yeah, they, that was funny they don't have people for that they mm-hmm. you know they they do it themselves so mm. small business and you want to see guys like that succeed mm-hmm. as often as possible
0: i am getting an increase of pepper there's definitely an increase of spice mm-hmm. along with the boldness at the end of the cigar. Are you picking up anything different? What's new for you?
2: Yeah, if you get the if you put the pepper, I'm I'm losing some of that smoky barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's still a little salty. Uh, the, the Chinese pea pods are still there. <laughs> what
0: about the uh, pink polka dotted elephants? Are they there too?
2: Just you, now, you're talking ridiculous.
0: That's no less ridiculous than. Chinese peapods. Well,
1: well, I wouldn't lick a pink polka dot elephant, so I probably would try a peapod. But oh, you're eating <laughs> so. a peapod. <laughs> you're both eating a peapod so after a the show. There. That's happening.
0: What about you, Aaron? What are you picking up? You are still, you know, you're slowly. moving Yeah, you this know, thing.
1: I'm a little distracted. I wasn't expecting to be on slow the show smoker, here. So the new <laughs> green egg, you know, <laughs> pretty distracted. I, and I, you know, I do smoke relatively slow, slow mm-hmm. depending on the cigar and what I'm doing. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I haven't been able to pay attention so much to the flavors, just the experience of it's been good. It's solid construction. It's, mm-hmm. eh. I don't know if I would spend a $20 on this normally. Uh, you yeah. know, it goes for what, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just the, it's not wowing me. Okay. Uh, but again, you know, uh, I'll probably try it again because I am distracted, obviously. Sure. Um, the construction is great. Construction the burn is, great. is great. It's solid. You know,
2: it's it's, it's an incredible cigar. It's a good cigar. Yeah. What's interesting about this cigar is it won uh, 2015 uh, cigar uh, Nicar. Uh, sorry, Dominican cigar of the year. Okay. It's not a Dominican Nicaragua. cigar, but it's made in the Dominic. Dominican. See, now you're making so me want to hate this. So. <laughs> Cigar Journal and and people vote. That's how that's how this happens. Okay. If you want to vote, uh, the voting's going on right now till June fifteenth. So Cigar Journal polls their audience to see what cigars should be nominated, and people nominate them, and then they release the results. And this ends up winning the Dominican cigar of the year. And it was just funny to watch them announce Davidoff Nicaraguan as. The Dominican uh, Cigar of the Year, because it's made in the Dominican Republic. It's Nicaraguan tobacco fermented the Dominican way, and that's why we're not picking up an overt amount of that Mm -hmm. typical Nicaraguan spice. It is there. It's a little more subtle, and it's because they ferment it in the Dominican way, whatever way that is that's different. So
0: you don't know what's different about that. I was just going to ask. Do you know that
2: I haven't seen... Any factories in the Dominican Republic do their fermentation. I've only okay. seen Nick Perdomo's in Nicaragua, and I i mean, Nick's cigars taste Nicaraguan. There's no question. So, right. you know, the Padron isn't that far off as mm-hmm. far as that flavor profile goes, and that's Nicaraguan. So they, they obviously do something very similar in their fermenting process. This is unquestionably Nicaraguan tobacco, mm-hmm. but it tastes... It has some Dominican nuances to it, so whatever it is that they do in the Dominican that's different, it has changed that tobacco slightly.
0: Sure well for me, this was a very uh, enjoyable cigar. Um, the flavor was great, it changed you know through it, the burn was great, the construction was great, nice and smoky, the draw was really good, mm-hmm. which you never know what you're going to get with a uh, with a uh, uh, one of these. Salomon-shaped cigars, you know, they're so difficult to roll. It's, it's, and, but the draw on this and the burn on this has been perfect. And Davidoff is, is not usually where I go, you know, for cigars. They're just, they're not, yep. I'm a more of a full-body guy. And so typically their stuff is not, you know, they're much more on the, they tend to focus more on the mild side. Sure. This was an answer to that, uh, something that was lacking in their line.
2: It's a step up. A, I, I, I put it a solid medium.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, so very good. Like Aaron, I'm like, uh, am I going to pay 20 bucks for this all the time? Honestly, probably not. Um, but I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Not a resounding thumbs up, but a thumbs up.
2: Yeah, for me, this is uh, this is definitely a thumbs up. It is in my semi-regular rotation. I smoke one a month. Mm-hmm. I look forward to smoking it. I, um, I've smoked it many times. The Diadema, in my opinion, is hands down better than the Toro, which was my favorite before this came out. They had released those first three sizes, mm-hmm. and the Diadema was kind of an afterthought the following season. Mm. So, it's—I don't know. I think it's very good. I, w- I certainly would spend uh, the eighteen bucks on it again.
1: I'd give it. I'm gonna go with like a three quarters thumb up. Okay. Thumbs up, just because, you know, at the $20 price point. If it was a $10 cigar, it would be like a full thumbs up. Uh, it's not wowing me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, $20, it should wow me, you know, a little yeah. bit. You, you know? would
2: probably like it if they came out with a diadema in the um, Escurio line.
1: Okay. Yep. That
2: is full-bodied, some Brazilian tobacco in there. Sure. And I think that this shape would do word work wonders in that size, in that uh, blend for you. Because you do, you do tend to like them on the beefier side. Yep. You're yep. probably looking forward to Saturday's show, whereas I'm dreading it. <laughs> Although I love, I love hanging out with Jonathan Carney. I just yeah, don't John's like smoking great. his uh, his full-bodied <laughs> cigars. I'll have to eat something,
3: uh, yeah, a sizable yeah, meal pr- beforehand.
0: Prepare you. You know, one of those hamburgers we had for lunch, that would yeah. go a long way for preparing yes, you for yes, this cigar. Would. Yes, um, it would. Well, next week, uh, Oliver's going to be back with us. And are you going to be back with us maybe next week, you think? Uh,
1: maybe, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I'll check my schedule. All
0: right. So. Well, and uh, we'd love to hear from everybody what you thought of Aaron. Next week, we're going to be smoking the Bandolero Barbaros. And so make sure you come back for that. You've been listening to The Ash Holes, unfiltered cigar radio broadcasting from the Serena Royale Studios, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. You can download this and any other episodes you may have missed on... Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And do be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashles and on Instagram at Ashles Radio. We'll see you next week.